Iron Jungle podcast is raw, it's real, it has zero gimmicks, zero bullshit, and absolutely zero fucks to give. Welcome to the Iron Jungle. This is real, no bullshit, no holds barred, wide fucking open podcast. We've been at this far too long to be fucking around. This is the jungle. Where anything goes, no holds barred. We're going to be talking about the real shit. How to succeed in a world where you have goals, but there's so much misinformation and bullshit trying to sell you something. This is the informative podcast. And there's no holds barred in the jungle. The question is, are you ready? Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the iron jungle. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome inside episode three. Probably, well, it's my favorite episode so far, Drew, because we're only three episodes in, but this episode is going to be the most controversial topic that we have talked about in the jungle, the Iron Jungle podcast. We are on iTunes. We now will officially be on Spotify. We're on Google Play, YouTube, everywhere you can find podcasts, you can find the Iron Jungle podcast. Hit that subscribe button, write us a review, help out the algorithm, follow us on Facebook over at the Iron Jungle. But today, we're talking drugs. That's right. The, the word that scares people, but I tell you what, Drew, if drugs, the drugs that we're talking about today were legal, everybody would be fucking taking them. Everyone would be taking them. The only reason people don't take them is because it's illegal in this country. Performance-enhancing drugs made Major League Baseball one of the most fun sports to watch during Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa's heyday. You and I are both ball players. We like baseball. How much fun was that? Dude, it was fucking amazing. I mean, it was the heyday of all time for the most exciting time in baseball because basically baseball was dead. After the strike, that single-handedly revived America's pastime, got people excited about it again, got people involved in a home run race. The time people suspected, but nobody gave a shit because it was history in the making, and people kind of forgot about that. But then when Barry Bonds came back and did it again – and then some, like, it's an issue. So, I mean, a good kicking off point there. I mean, setting the tone for this right off the fucking bat. I- I'm just going to flat out fucking tell you right now. They do help. Obviously, oh, performance-enhancing yeah. drugs help. But at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. If, if you go out on a baseball diamond who's majorly pitching, if you've never seen that, you're talking 95 miles an hour plus on average. I'll give you a bat. I'll give you train for four months, a year, whatever the hell you think you need. Go out there and make contact and hit 71 home runs. So you can take whatever the hell you want. I don't care. It's not happening without natural athletic ability. Right. Basically, it can take an average athlete and make them really good. It can take a really good athlete and make them awesome or like a like an elite. And it can take an elite athlete and make them a legend. It just elevates the game. Right. The thing is, too, people need to keep in mind – it wasn't just the batters that were on things. We saw athletes like Roger Clemens. We saw different players that were under um, scrutiny over time, and it was a level playing field. Yeah. If everybody's taking the same thing, that's fine. And I guess we'll kick it off with this right here, and I, it fucking annoys me to death. You see it on the forums. You see it on Instagram. You see it on social media. People's fucking excuse. When they see somebody looks good, they're like, I'd look like that too if I took gear. Oh, steroids must be nice. Or this comment, this dumb shit, oh, steroids. It's not the end all. I can guarantee you I'll be very blunt. There's people that probably go to your gym that take gear and look like fucking soggy potatoes. They're a bigger potato than they'd be without them. But there's so much more that goes into it. So that's what we're going to cover tonight. We're going to cover the behind the scenes, the if you're ready for them, different differences, 
and the fucking harsh reality. If you're considering using it, this isn't a good episode for you. I'm not here to talk about, oh, the science, the dosing, the schematics, but give you a fucking reality check mm-hmm. of performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, I think Drew makes a great point, too. We're not advocating for people to use them. We're not advocating for people to not use them. This is more of an educational platform that we're trying to provide. What are the side effects to PEDs? What are the side effects to steroids? Like, What can you experience by taking them? How do we know? Well, I know because I'm on TRT. TRT is a steroid. I take uh, test C twice a week at 100 milligrams each. So I'm on steroids. I've told the entire world this before. It doesn't fucking bother me a bit. So when somebody posts on, on social media with a syringe because of my gains, yeah, fuck that guy. But at the end of the day, yeah, it does help. It does help, but you have to put the work in. So this is more or less just kind of explaining like, listen, this is what this stuff is. Here's what it's intended to do. But th- there are side effects to steroids that you need to take care of if you're going to do it correctly. Now, I want to say this. My position on steroids is this. I'm gonna have, I, I don't care for I mean, I don't care if you use them. It does not bother me at all. Uh, I think that they can be used in a healthy way with if you're getting your blood work done, you're using um, the, the, the right supplements to combat some of the issues that we're going to talk today. So I don't have any issues with steroids. In fact, I think they should be legal in all professional sports, UFC, whatever it might be. That's my position on anabolic steroids in general. Drew, what's I yours? Agree. I agree 100 fucking percent. I think anybody and everybody, if done correctly, should be able to use them if they want to. I mean, it isn't as big a deal people blow it out to be because, oh, it's cheating. Like if it's somebody at your gym, how the fuck is that cheating? Who are they competing against? The time I have a fucking issue with it, if you're competing, for example, say like NPC, it's a non-tested organization. I compete in NPC. It's an under like thing that's okay. You can use whatever you want. It's a level playing field. So people go and compete natural in the NPC, for example, and they fucking bitch. I wasn't on all that stuff that that guy was. Oh, I wasn't on stuff she was. You have the opportunity. If you want to do that, to compete in a natural organization that's tested. Mm-hmm. It's a level playing field. The only time I'm against it is if you're t- competing in a tested organization where that is a banned substance and you're trying to circumvent that using that as an advantage, then you're an asshole. Yeah. Okay? If you think to compete in natural shows while being enhanced, you just fucking suck. Yeah, you're okay? a douche. Other than that, it's your choice. It's your body. And if that's what you want to take to make yourself look the way you want to do, then let's go. And I'm going to flat out disclaim this right here. People in their lifestyle can do whatever the fuck they want. I have nothing against the LGBT community. People choose to be how they want to be. But cut it the fuck out. If somebody can take hormones to alter their physical appearance and are called fucking brave for a sex change, and a physique athlete takes fucking anabolic hormones or anything like that to change their appearance called a fucking felon and a drug addict, fuck you. There's no two-way street here. It's all stigma for one, braver for the other, criminal for the other. Let's cut that shit right now. So. With that being said, let's take a little uh, <laughs> look under the peak. We have a lot of things to cover with this. And like I said, this isn't a Bill Nye the Science Guy, the steroid anabolic mechanism. That isn't what I'm here to talk about. I'm talking right. about the hard fucking applicable truths. If you're thinking about using them, what you need to consider both now and later, the rationale behind them, and of course, just maybe a little bit of dive into the science. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, you brought up a good point. Like, why take them? At what point are you ready to, to take that step to, to use it? And what goes into that decision, right? And Drew and I have talked about this a lot off camera. It's like, you need to have, you should have everything else on point before you start to even consider this. If you are lazy, fat, out of shape, and you think taking a syringe and, and pitting yourself one, two, three, four times a week, whatever it might be, is going to change that, that's not true. You need to put in the work. So if you've been putting in the work in the gym and in the kitchen, and you still want to, you want to essentially take it to that next level, then at that point, it might be something to consider. But I think like you need to be serious about health and fitness 
unless it's a hormonal issue that you go see an endocrinologist or whatever that says you should be on it. If you're using PEDs for performance issues only and to enhance your body and to change your, your physical appearance, you need to make sure all that other shit is in line first before you consider dropping the amount of money on blood work, on drugs, on supplements to combat those side effects that we're going to talk about today. And that's exactly it. Let's start with the top. I mean, the main thing is a lot of times that they're either on the fence for a few reasons. One, everybody's like, they're scared to fucking death about actually pinning themselves. You're mm -hmm. injecting yourself with an exogenous hormone. So being able to stick yourself with a needle is a big sticking point for many people. So a lot of times we'll see them try to circumvent that. Pearl hormones were huge for that reason. So let's, let's take a wind back in history here. Pearl hormones are technically designer steroids. They're able to be sold through a loophole because they're technically not an active steroid, but they're converted into one in the body upon ingestion. Sure. So when those were sold over the counter, people were literally buying designer steroids. It was easy. It was capsules and people, okay, like, hey, it's not illegal. So everybody was all about that shit. All the people now that took that shit back in the day, the heyday was like 2007 yeah. to 2009, around that time before they got banned. Either A, they don't even fucking lift anymore, they got so fucked up hormone-wise with gyno and they just fell out, or they just can't buy them anymore, they dropped out. Mm -hmm. Either that or people that took that, there's some that graduated to using real shit. Right. So it used to be kind of the gateway. But with that being said, anytime that you're considering using this, the big question I have is, what is your goal? What is your long-term idea for this? Are you some fucking tool bag that wants to hop on gear just because they want to look big at the gym? Are you doing it just because you, you want to get fucking jacked for spring break? Okay. The thing reality wise, you can do whatever you want to do. If you want to use it to shape your body and you're going to consistently stick with it, that's one thing. But you have to consider the long term. Don't just hop on one thing, say, I'm going to try it out and just drop it. The long term repercussions can be pretty severe if mm -hmm. you don't handle that. So the first thing going into this, Ryan, I think you agree with this too. Before you consider it, there's a lot of things. Like how long have you been training? Is your training on point? Are you doing everything to maximize your gains with your diet, your training, rest, recovery? All those are the variables before you add in the extra things. Because if those things aren't on point, you can take anything you fucking want and you're not going to see the changes you want to see and it's not going to be worth it in my opinion. Yeah, you're going to have health issues. I mean, you're going to have negative health issues if you're pinning yourself and not doing anything and, and obviously you're too fucking lazy to take anything for, yeah. for cardio support or liver enzymes or whatever. And I want to just take a quick step back. Drew was mentioning the pro hormones from like 2007 to 2009 as designer steroids. Those things were fucking harsh and they were terrible for your liver and your body. I took them and I think that is one of the main reasons why I'm on TRT today because I think it fucked me up and it suppressed my natural testosterone levels so bad that I just never came back from it. You know, walking into a complete nutrition back then, they're shoving these things down your fucking throat, right? Like, yeah, exactly. They're shoving this stuff down your fucking throat saying, take this and yeah, you get big and balloon out and you think it was fucking great because I didn't want to pin and steroids were illegal. There's that thing, right? There's that's, that's the big grill in the room. Like at the end of the day, they're still illegal. So it might be being petrified of needles, which a lot of people are, or it might be the, you know, the DEA agent's going to show up at my front fucking door, handcuff me and put me in prison. So that's a legit concern. Like, I'm not going to say like the, 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 the legal status of steroids shouldn't be, shouldn't be a legit concern. It should be a legit concern. So let's just throw it out there. You need to be concerned with it. So if you're going to actually use these things, hopefully you got a source and this shit's actually real and it's, filtered and there's no metals and, and we can talk about that too drew like buying the shit off the street but it's just there's a lot of things that go into that decision to make so the hesitation is real based on you know pinning that's fine but your, your bigger hesitation probably should be that at the end of the day they still are illegal that's why the big mr olympia guys don't talk about it because that's the case 
So with that being said, I'm one, I love the single duck complete nutrition. I am actually from Nebraska, a big shocker. That's actually based in Omaha, Nebraska. They were like the kingpin for all the stupid shit. Yeah. All those kids were taken. When I worked there in corporate um, about five years ago, like the president, he asked me like, what's the image, the company, how we improve it? And I'm like, well, to be quite fucking frankly, people don't trust us because we fucked all these kids up in pro hormones. Mm-hmm. In a polite way, I was told to get the fuck out of his office because he didn't like the truth. Yeah. With that being said, the other part to keep in mind there too is um, anybody – I'm flat out saying it right now. Listen to this podcast. If you ask either one of us about sourcing, shit like that, I'll tell you right now. It's www.fuckyourself.com. <laughs> I'm not having that conversation. No. I'm not, once again, advocating for the use of these. I'm not providing – jack shit that is your own venture to do on yourself so right. figure it the fuck out yeah so with that being said carry on sir uh, i mean everybody has a weed dealer if you can find yourself a gear dealer good for you but that's again at the end of the day um you know that's gonna be on you so like the the, the stuff you said like are you training enough is diet on point um the big thing then too is back to drew's main point here is like what's your why like what's your why behind making that change i mean again are you just trying to be as big as fuck I get that. We all mental fuck each other, or we want to be big, in, and we live in an Instagram world. I understand that. But is it that you're competing? You're competing in NPC. You want it to be on a level playing field. Okay. Is it that you are playing, like, semi-pro football? That might not be a great idea to do. It's semi-pro football. You are fucking paying to play football. You're not being paid to play football. There's a big difference there. So you really need to understand what your why is. And I think that there's been this question, Drew, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but at least in competing, which we talked about last episode, the majority of competitors who are serious about it are willing to do whatever it takes to take first place and to win, and that means taking drugs. Now, they won't openly talk about it, again, because it's illegal, but they're taking them. It happens. Um, so that's the thing. Like For people who have approached you about being on gear, because I have a bunch of people that approach me too, it's like, what's the number one reason that you get that they want to go on it? It's impatience. I have a few clients. I'm not going to say who they know who the fuck you are, and that's okay. Love you guys, but... If you're in a rush, I, I just want to look like you. I just want to be big. I'm like, well, we all want to be fucking big. I'm 250 pounds right now, and right. I want to be fucking big. You know, you're never gonna have enough. Some, I mean, I'm sure at some point, if I'm too big enough to like move my arms and my head, I don't know if that day will ever come. Sure, and it's about just being patient because the thing is, too, they have like you ask them, oh, how long have you been training? Uh, like like a two a year seriously. Okay, how much have you gained in this last year? And they yeah. usually come back with, oh, I've put on this many pounds. I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. You're you're stronger. You're progressing. You're gaining muscle. You're losing fat. So why the fuck are you in a hurry? That comes in at the, to add in that extra kick because I'm the I'm the skip ahead into like kind of how we laid out this episode. That's fine. Fuck living to a nose. Once you flip that ace card mm-hmm. and you go on. You're never going to want to come off because let's be fucking real. It's a very addicting thing. Yeah. You're going to love how you feel like a fucking boss. You're going to feel like a god. You're going to put on muscle faster than ever. You're going to keep leaner faster than ever. You're strength to go through the fucking roof. And you're just – it's a completely different. And I'll, I'll be flat out say people will one, they'll come with a bullshit study. Like, well, it's been shown that even if you take tests and sit on the couch, you'll gain more muscle. Well, shut the fuck up for first of all. Second of all, I can guarantee fucking to you, most of the people that compete for one, even then, if they're on shit, train way harder yeah. than those that are not enhanced. They take it more seriously. They're like, well, I would train hard too if I was on gear. I'm like, well, you're just running your fucking mouth. So no, you wouldn't. Yeah. With that being said, when it comes down to it, you just kind of evaluate your reason why. And even then for competing, I'm not going to justify, oh, it's fine to use because we're competing. Like, dude, what are you competing for? You're probably going to, you know, at best, 
win a show. You're not going to make money from it. You're still going to damage long-term health. But how important is that image to you? Do you want to be successful competing and use as a platform potentially grow? That's great. But what is your means to an end? If you're okay with it, like, hey, I want to look fucking awesome on stage. I see myself competing for a long time or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it right and at least have like, you know, an exit strategy. Like, okay, hey, I'm going to try a show. I'm going to go on. I'm going to suppose cycle properly, take care of my health, and then I'll evaluate. Or like, uh, I just want to take shit. Like, you don't have an end. I'm not telling you to have like a five-year plan, mm. but you need to have something in mind. You need to justify it in a good way because you're going to get the most out of it. You're going to be glad that you did. Okay? So with that being said, too, when it comes to like that, I'm like, hey, wait as long as you can before you get on. Get everything God, you yes. can fucking naturally. Have a great base aside from diet and training. Be honest with where you're at. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be a fucking dickhead here, and that's okay. If you're 160 pounds, you don't need fucking gear. You need to fucking eat, yeah. okay? Let's be real. With that being said, the other part, too, is like you said, there are some things. You need to do some research. Now, I kind of go against what I said. Don't fucking ask us, but there's many forums out there. There's many places you can go to look. There's people you can ask. That's on you to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Don't be a fucking moron. If somebody sends you an email asking if you want to buy gear or you get add on Facebook and somebody says, hey, you want to buy gear, or if you go somewhere called buysteroids.com, if you get fucking arrested, he got what was coming to you. Right. Don't be an idiot. Okay? With that being said, you also have to have a little bit of level of trust because – the shit isn't legal. Same with like marijuana, whatever you want to take. Once again, weeds be fucking legal too. Laying it out there in the episode. Is that what are you going to do? If you get fucking ripped off, what are you going to do? Yeah. Go to the police? He sold me fake gear. They sold you fake what? What were you buying? Yeah. So you have to, it's a level of trust. You have to be. And it's okay. not just the rip, it's not just the ripped off part either. It's, I mean, you are injecting a, a, yeah. an oil into your body that's mixed with some powdered substance from China that you're hoping the god is testosterone and doesn't contain any sort of contaminants, contaminants in it like metal. So there's a huge level of trust, especially if you don't know the fucking guy. If you're WhatsApping some guy from Arizona and they're shipping it to you in the mail because it happens all the time, you need to just trust the process that this dude's not going to kill you, right? And I'm not trying to scare you because that's not the point, but the, the reality of the situation is you are injecting a serum into your body, which goes into the bloodstream, which then obviously... Uh, impacts your your body so just vet out the process to drew's point like if you're gonna do this make sure you know a guy that has taken it before or a girl or someone don't just like buy it off you know you, but you go to mexico and buy it in the pharmacy and then try to get it across state you know county lines if you want to but one thing too drew that a lot of people we mentioned the term pinning we mentioned the term we mentioned pro hormones the oral uh ingestion of desire steroids is huge and that's why sarms are so pop- popular right now in our country, albeit those are technically illegal too. But you see fucking retail stores, retail stores doing Instagram ads promoting that they're selling SARMs. First off, stupid. If you're a retail store doing that, stop it. You're going to get caught. But a lot of people will come like, Ryan, what do you think of Rad one or Rad 140 or LGD 4033 or 3033, I think is a new one, or, or Ostrain or MK or GW, all these different SARMs that are out there. That is a popular choice by consumers now, and SARMs dealers have made a fuck ton of money because it just removes that anxiety of actually pinning yourself. A lot of people will say SARMs are exactly like steroids, less harmful than steroids because they don't target like the prostate or the, or the heart like, like actual steroids do. But there is more known, I believe about anabolic injectable steroids than there are about this SARMs business that's going on out there right now. So it's, there's still a lot of unknowns about SARMs to be able to give proper advice, in my opinion. Let's take one step back. This brings up a very good subject, a very good point. So 
for SARMs to be sold, they're not technically illegal, but they're not legal to be sold. And no other, I know that's very confusing. It's a gray area. The same thing goes for things like clonbuterol, right. for nolvidex, for rimestane, for exemestane, for for research uh, purposes only. Exactly. So the the loophole here, and I'm not telling you fucking how to do this, is that if things are sold in a liquid format or whatever it is, it's considered oh these are sold for research purposes only. You get a bottle of it, it's going to say not for human consumption, research purposes only. Therefore, it's meant to technically not be ingested, but you're still getting 200 micrograms per milliliter of clonbuterol, right. so on and so forth. So therefore, it's legal to sell, but it's still considered not, like, legal, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, plus I think, I think recently the, uh, the, this came out with, like, a SARMS Act recently, like, as of, I think, last end of last year, early part of this year, which is, I think, still going through the process. But I know a lot of online SARMS dealers got shut down, and it's, they're starting to go away pretty quickly. And the key, too, is anytime – like there's been a couple – that there's research chem sites all the time. That aren't going anywhere. The thing that makes it an issue is if you start putting shit in capsules, it's really hard to justify that it's not meant to be ingested. Like this is being sold with intent to be ingested. Therefore, right. dip shit. Liquid's a different story. But then again, if you're a retailer, I wouldn't be putting that shit on yourself. Leave it to be the dark web. There's, there's a reason that it's paid for with Bitcoin. There's a reason it's paid for and your build for like – perfumes 800 or something like that they don't tell it oh sarms usa there's a reason it's covering the paper trail right. for a gray area substance right yeah and I'll, I'll be the first to admit i've tried sarms before before i was on trt i've taken actually for a while we had them up on fitness informant when we first launched i've t- since taken them down because i'm not an advocate for them because i'm speaking from experience at this point like i could tell you not to take something or i tried it i didn't like it and now i'm telling people not to take it because i just don't if you're the, if you're considering a sarm at that point just fucking buy the real stuff. I mean, in my opinion, like, just go ahead, stop being a pussy, and pin yourself if you need to. If it's, if it's that fucking important to you, why does a little poke in the ass or the delt gonna matter? Because it doesn't hurt at all. So, but I mean, the, the, big, the big difference between the two, and Drew, you might know better than me because I don't know a ton on it, but like, how they say SARMs don't attach or don't, don't like enlarge the prostate like, say, AES is due. Is, is that actual factual data or is that just kind of a myth that surrounds this, this whole SARMs movement? Let's take one step back before that. I apologize to everyone listening to the podcast. You and I got carried away. It's a good example of like explain what that is. SARM stands for Selective Androgen Receptor Modulator. Right. Okay, so basically there's also SERMs. Let's not get confused. Those are selective estrogen receptor modulators. People get those interchains like SERMs, SARMs, da, da, right. da. I just want to clear that up. So basically what they do, they act as an androgen and act on the same receptors, but therefore they don't act as, quote, unquote, the active hormone. Like um, basically all anabolics are derivatives of the male hormone testosterone. Mm-hmm. They're going to be DHPT-based ones, progesterone-based ones, so on and so forth. Once again, I'm not going to go super deep on the science side. But these are, of course, again, it's like – having your cake and eating it too. Oh, they're legal to buy. They don't have the same effects as anabolic steroids and they fucking work. Okay. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, they were designed in theory to be used to prevent muscle wasting in chronic disease patients. They're made for medical use. And interestingly, a lot of these illicit substances like say Novadex and Clomid or fertility drugs or to battle um, breast cancer, clombuterol, which is actually a cousin of the inhaler drug albuterol initially was developed, but the holdup there was it had too long of a half-life. The half-life basically can't exceed a certain time. Therefore, it's a negative side effect that happened. It gets out of the system in the acceptable time of the FDA. It didn't pass for FDA use, and therefore, 
they kind of got creative a shelf because they never used it in production. Same with SARMs. Mm -hmm. Like they kind of got paused in terms of being researched for being evaluated to be sold legally or prescribed. So they kind of got this holy grail, if you will, of these drugs and they kind of built the research upon them for different purposes. Like technically like DECA and Anavar, all of these were created. These anabolics were created for a medical reason. Um, equipoise yeah. comes from fucking horses. Uh, trend is made for prevent muscle wasting and to reduce fat in cattle. Okay. So all these at one point in time were designed for human use or branched from animal use illicitly to brought over, but they were designed for a medical purpose. And, but you know, they tend to have some quote unquote cool side effects. So yeah. with that being said, back to the prostate thing, I'm not convinced by the data that there is a big enough made analysis. Now let's actually, let's actually rewind for a second and whole for anabolic steroids, anabolics in general. Okay. A lot of these things are proposed long-term side effects. I'm not saying they don't have them because they definitely do have an immediate health impact mm -hmm. on your cholesterol levels, your liver enzymes, your blood pressure, all these type of things are things you have to consider. But the long-term studies for whether it be anabolics, which are way older than SARMs, have not been done. And you know what? They're never going to be done because no right mind in terms of um, approving a research study for human safety is going to be okay with testing that. Right. So you don't – you can't – you can test on lab animals. Some people are going to protest that. But getting something approved by the research board, a university, or a study place to, hey, we're going to have this guy take a gram of test for 12 weeks. They're, nobody's going to fucking approve that. So you're never going to know right. in theory. Yeah, so. and technically, aren't they like a level three drug too? So they're not even universities or, or whatever level it is. Universities don't even have access to study these because of their legal status within the court system anyway. So they just sit yes. there. And you make a great point. Like steroids are derivatives of pharmaceutical creations that were supposed to like like uh, Trestolone, which is called ment, like is a male fertility drug. It actually like people are bitching that men don't have birth control. Here is an actual injectable serum that is male birth control. It just happens to have phenomenal side effects in terms of it's going to blow you the fuck up in muscles wise. So it, it's, you, it's like to Drew's point, a lot of these things have some really cool medical purposes with great side effects in terms of that. But some of the other side effects which we need to talk about is what's the negative side effects? And Drew mentioned some of them here, right? Elevated blood pressure, um, liver enzymes, cholesterol, estrogen levels, like hemoglobin levels. And, and so the, a lot of this stuff, you can't just take it and then expect yourself to get big and not worry about the other stuff. Because when you take something, you're going to feel yourself start to breathe a little bit heavier. You're going to, you're going to feel like your heart's going to start to race. So if you're mixing, you know, test big, big, you're doing 500 mils, milligrams of test a week. Plus you're taking a bunch of stimulants. You're going to fucking know what's going on. So these are the side effects that what you need to combat. And there are some good over the counter supplements that you can actually purchase or some like to Drew's point, I believe it's a CERM like AIs, uh, like, uh, anastrozole and some other things you can take to help with estrogen levels. Like these are things that you need to make sure that you, it's not just the investment on, on the, uh, 10 milliliter bottle of, of test or trend or whatever the fuck it is you're buying. You need to buy, First off, blood work. Like that is the most important thing to get done while you're on this is to make sure that you're not elevating things that could eventually fuck you up for life. So, Drew, I mean, if, if, walk us through. Like there's the blood work. There's things like Tudka and some other great supplements that help. I know you've talked about these on your IG story before, but if you're a gearhead or contemplating getting on gear, and if you're not doing these other things that we're going to about to talk about, you're a fucking idiot. Simple as that. You are a straight fucking idiot if all you care about is shooting yourself up with the steroid and not taking care of the other stuff. Because I have had people talk to me numerous times. I've been taking you know, steroids for three years. And I said, okay, what are you taking with it? Nothing. What do you mean nothing? You want to fucking die? Like, be smart about this stuff. 
Let's be real. Um, I'll lead in with this year. Here's your good soundbite. Um, first and foremost, if your biggest concerns about what your next stack is, having all these X anabolics, oh, I need to take this to get bigger, this to get bigger. The reason I'm not looking like that because I don't take this. Take a step fucking back. If I ask you, hey, when's the last time I had blood work done? You say, oh, I can't afford it. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah. You can, there's, you can buy a test online, go to a local LabCorp request, hand the paper, get your blood work back in a matter of like 24 to 36 hours, 48 hours at the most, and it costs about $56. Right. If you can't afford to get your fucking <laughs> blood work done and you can afford all this other shit, I'm going to say it again, you're an asshole. So with that being said, take care of your fucking health because without getting that blood work done, you have no idea what's going on in your body. You don't know. I recommend it before you start anything. Yeah. Okay. Because you can see where your test levels are, your estrogen levels, liver enzymes, hematocrit levels, which is um, your blood, your blood, hemoglobin, all these things. See where you are before you see how the drugs affect you. Then after your cycle, see exactly how far off of quote unquote normal you are following and see what you need to address. But along the way, you are going to have things, including most of the time, elevations in liver enzymes. Um, it can have a negative impact on your cholesterol values, raising LDL, lowering HDL. Um, have, it produces some people with blood pressures and be able to issues with acne and other things like that. But the first and foremost one you need to address is cholesterol, liver enzymes, and blood pressure because all those things cascading together are not good for cardiovascular health long term. Okay, right. so you're speeding up the process. The, the staples here, once again, this isn't a fucking how-to guide of how to be an idiot and how to take gear, okay? But if you choose to partake in some extracurricular supplementation, aka supersups, you need to be smart. One thing that I would always have in the stack, especially if you're on any type of anabolic, it's a good idea to have something called Tutka, yeah. okay? It's a bile salt. It's one of the most thoroughly researched and efficacious ingredients you can take single-handedly. If you pick one thing for your cycle to take, I would take fucking Tutka. Mm -hmm. 500 thousand and fifteen hundred milligrams interestingly all have supporting data there's an inverse relationship up to fifteen hundred milligrams the more you take it the better it works right. if you have super high liver enzymes taking fifteen hundred milligrams will drop that like a fucking rock in an ocean mm -hmm. okay if you don't have as big of an issue 500 probably suffice so kind of go with what your body needs if you need to get that shit down um you need to take the higher dose get blood work done see how it affects you right and, and Drew, let's make let's make a point too like tutka is actually very hard to source so if you are buying it you know from amazon and it comes in like a clear bottle with a white label chances are it's probably garbage so make sure you do your research there are some good companies out there that actually provide third-party testing on their tutka that shows the purity of it which it, again it's hard to source it's expensive it's not cheap but it's necessary if you're going to take a cycle yeah. And typically if it's too cheap to be true, it probably is fucking fake. Right. Okay. So let's be real. With that being said, the other thing to keep the eye on is cholesterol and blood pressure. A couple of things that can really help with that. I'm a big advocate of citrus bergamot. Um, that's an excellent one for helping cholesterol values. It can also have positive impacts for your overall blood glucose, which is something to consider. Um, uh, things like COQ10, um, celery seed extract, grape seed extract, and pycnogonol. All of those things are great things for blood pressure management, cardiovascular health as a whole. I mean, not mainly daily stacks regardless of goal. I keep Tudka, citrus bergamot, and um, COQ10 in a daily stack just for a better cardiovascular function. It is good for your long-term health, but you know, especially in things like that, it helps. Another one is N-acetylcysteine and alpha-lipoic acid. A couple of antioxidants are also amazing for helping with cholesterol values, um, long-term endothelial health, and so forth. Mm -hmm. A more exotic one, Capros, which is an Indian gooseberry extract. It's a branded version, awesome for endothelial and long-term cardiovascular health. One thing too, so a lot of these ingredients that Drew are talking about, most people out there can't pronounce me being someone, me being one of them too, because Drew does this for a living. If you 
do some research on supplement companies. The ones that are formulating maybe for the more hardcore athlete probably have a cardiovascular support supplement that contain everything Drew just talked about. And, and like you look at like a brand like I'll even say it, like uh, Project or Anabolic Designs or MPA Supps, like. The people behind it know the people that are going to take it. They're putting together some really good cardiovascular support supplements that contain uh, many, if not all, of what Drew just talked about. So instead of going out and single sourcing the ingredients, which you can do, which I'm sure Drew probably does, you can go out and just say, you know, go to MPA Subs. Or, again, just a cheap plug for these brands. But it's better for you guys to take these than to fuck it up in the first place. So support brands that actually, like, know what they're talking about more than anything. So that's the easy way to approach it. Yeah, I'd be more than happy if somebody has a question on the farm, how much you should be taking a citrus burger, matcha, go so on and so forth. In general, it's a great for general health. That's no problem. We'll be happy to help you out there. Okay. But beyond that, the thing you need to keep in mind too is just you can't skimp on one part of this. If you're in it, you're going all in in terms of you need to be eating enough. You need to be properly getting in all the nutrition you need to grow to maximize it. You need to be invested in a training plan. If you don't know, quote unquote, how to train, invest in a fucking training plan, get some help, have a legit plan in place because the more things you have it to stack the deck, quote unquote, in your favor, the better off you're going to be. Therefore, too, if you're serious about on a cycle, especially oral things, um, we'll segue into that in a second. In general, if you're serious about your fucking fitness, you shouldn't be out getting shit faced. Okay. <laughs> because one, you're stressing your liver enough as it is with these things, and adding that extra stress is not going to do your liver and your overall organs good in the long term. So right. plan accordingly, invest in it. If you can't handle keeping your shit together in terms of alcohol and partying, whatever other type of things you like to do for 12 weeks for a cycle, you're not fucking mature enough to handle this shit. Yeah. And so here's, you know, as we try to wrap up the podcast to keep it with, there are a couple things too, right? Like we talked about acne. These are common side effects for males. Like you could have shrinkage of the testes. You could have suppression of natural testosterone. Females take this shit too. Plenty of the NPC female bodybuilders and just females in general are taking this stuff too. And that can change and can fuck up a female body a lot. All right, females have uh, a different hormone base than males in terms of what they rely on. So taking exogenous testosterone could literally lower their voice, and, and a lot of people say that they become, they become more manly, per se. Um, I, I, I think like sexual arousing like, term, they, they lose some of that. Uh, there's a lot of things with the female body that happens too. Now, I'm not a female, so I can't speak to those things in terms of personal experience, but I know like these are common things that females – also deal with. So if you're a female listening to this podcast, we don't want to not speak to you because we know there's a lot of females out there considering or are taking stuff now. So the stuff that Drew just talked about in terms of over-the-counter supplementation, that also applies to you, uh, but you might have different side effects than, say, a male does. Um, And and Drew, I don't know if you want to touch on those quickly. I do. I'm making this very quick. So Male or female, things you have to worry about are what I listed, your liver values, cholesterol, so on and so forth. There's some specific things. Guys, be realistic. Your dick doesn't shrink. Let's fucking kill that right now. You can have some suppression and testosterone production. It can cause shrinkage of the testicles, mm-hmm. but over time with TR, with you do post cycle therapy, so on and so forth, that can come back. Um, you can potentially fuck up your HPTA axis for long term. In other words, you may be suppressed and shut down and have to rely on testosterone replacement therapy the rest of your life should you decide to abuse the gear. Right. If you have low test to begin with, you don't have as much of a risk. But then you still need to be smart. Don't be blasting using tons of gear year-round. If you need to go TRT dose at times, right. get your body healthy, so on and so forth, do that. Ladies, let's be real here. So guys, um, I talked to you on this. Ladies, be very fucking clear. Especially comes to you even as somebody in the competing space. Some coaches push the envelopes more than others. A little bit goes a long fucking way. Right. Okay? I'm not going to tell you what to take, but in general – 
if you have a coach that even remotely, I'll tell you a quick story here. This girl getting her to peak week, her coach is like, hey, I need you to pin me. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, my coach wants me to take like a 20, mil, 20 milligrams of test to fill out. If you can't fill out a female that competes in bikini with food, you fucking suck as a coach and need to be kicked in teeth. I was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> and that was the end of that. But release, as Ryan mentioned, you can have long-term. They can lower your voice. Um, it can change the bone structure of your face a little bit. So when you see some girls, quote-unquote, that look manly, that's from ton years and years and years of blues. So let's be real. And here are our main side effect, too, that he hasn't really talked about. is a very realistic thing. It can cause growth of your clit. Yes, I said clit on the podcast. Clitoris. Clitoris. <laughs> I mean, most of you dumb fucks listen to this can't even find it anyway. Kidding. We all love you all. But, hey. That's it's another true. Topic. But maybe, if, maybe if the females were on test, they could find it, help them out a little bit. Um, and, and then, so another side effect then to Drew kind of touched on it earlier in the podcast is sort of this like mental addiction uh, to, to steroids. Like once you're on it, you, like Drew said, you feel like king gods and you feel great and you don't want to come off it because you're afraid you're going to lose the game. So you continually want to be on something. Listen, I fucking get it. I get it. Um, I'm on TRT for life at this point. If I came off of it, if it wasn't for the side effects in terms of like my test levels would shrink and I'd feel like a complete asshole and feel like shit. I would want to be on it all the time just because I like the way that I look. Um, so I totally get it, but you have to be smart about it. Like if you're on a cycle, you need to come off it. And post-cycle therapy um, is one of the last things that I just want to discuss before we wrap this up, Drew, because I know we didn't really discuss it in the notes, but I think it's important. Like when you come off something, you can't just come off and be done. All right? You need to take care. This is why it's not cheap to do this. Like you're, you're talking blood work. You're talking the cycle. You're talking all the over-the-counter supplements to combat the side effects. And then you have the investment in post-cycle therapy, which if you're not doing, again, you're a fucking dumbass. So you need to take care of yourself because your natural testosterone levels are suppressed. They've been suppressed for 8, 10, 12 weeks. You need to kickstart your nuts into, to, and, your, and your endocrine system to be back to where it was supposed to be and produce testosterone and lower your estrogen levels. So um, a proper post-cycle therapy cycle, or whatever you want to call it, right, is necessary so that way you get back to essentially your baseline health levels or you could suffer what Drew talked about earlier, these long-term fucked up health effects. Yeah, and I want to touch on that real quick. Basically, post-cycle therapy, the idea it is the PCT, understand this. So ladies are going to be different. You don't have natural testosterone levels to shut down per se. You do need to restore your body, fix your other health markers. Guys, listen to this podcast to understand something. Your body naturally produces testosterone, okay? Think of it like on a scale of 0 to 100, just toward the top, 90. And in relation to that, your body also produces estrogen. Say that's at like 20, okay? Predominantly, your testosterone is high, estrogen is produced, and you have that. Basically what you're doing, when you take an exogenous substance such as test, let's keep it very simple, your body is a huge influx of this hormone, higher than it's ever going to naturally produce. Okay, So what it does, it gets the signal, I don't need to produce testosterone anymore because your body likes homeostasis. It's like, whoa, right. it's going to shut it down because I don't need any more tests. It's going to say, fuck this. Okay, Your body also likes balance. Estrogen levels on a cycle are going to increase as well because it likes to have a ratio. Okay, There's things you can take, AIs, which are aromatase inhibitors, so on and so forth, to keep that level down. But the problem that happens, you're having that synthetic testosterone, your body stops producing it, and your estrogen elevates. When you go off cycle, that estrogen shaking is gone, goes to fucking zero, and your estrogen is still high. 
congrats, you're a fucking female, mm -hmm. hormonally speaking. Yeah. Okay, so the point of this, when you need to go into a post cycle, what you need to do, you need to, the horrible thing to do is crush estrogen. Otherwise, you're left with no test, no estrogen, you're just like, wow. But that same <laughs> thing that hurts you on a cycle is also going to help you in a post cycle. High estrogen with no test, your body's going like, whoa, I need to produce testosterone. Mm -hmm. So that's where a CIRM comes in. Selective estrogen receptor modulator. What that does, it binds to the estrogen receptors in the body. Therefore, you have all the circulating estrogen where nowhere for it to act. I know I've made that very fucking elementary and simple, but that's essentially how it works. It blocks the estrogen from acting, allows it to circulate freely, and has the body kickstart testosterone production. And as the testosterone levels increase, the estrogen levels naturally decrease, it kind of keeps it from acting and lets your body balance itself back out. Right. That's a perfect case scenario. Sometimes, it ain't going to fucking happen. You may have suppressed testosterone. Right. You fucked yourself. Congratulations. But yeah. that's a harsh reality. And I'm just, once again, it's a very raw podcast. You can fuck up your hormone production naturally for the rest of your life. Right. With that being said, that's a brief on post-cycle therapy. Yeah. And, and I think, let me, I want to touch on post-cycle therapy and then we can wrap this up. Is If, if you're going to research PCT and buy like a $29.99 product from, from bodybuilding.com, my God. Just stop. <laughs> stop. All right. Those PCTs are not meant for real cycles. Fuck, they're not meant really for much of anything, to be honest with you. So just just stop. Don't be a fucking idiot. So in, in this episode, really, it was – I mean we could talk like 17 episodes on, on this stuff. and We could get more in depth and we can discuss more along the lines of like the different types of, of, of cycles that people take and – Trust me, there are plenty of them. Um, it would take, you know, we could spend a whole cycle just on tests and then a cycle, or sorry, cycle. You got me thinking about cycle. We're in some episodes now, it's cycle one, cycle two, cycle three. Maybe that's what we'll start doing. But we could spend whole episodes on test and trend and D-ball and all these things. We don't want to do that here. Basically, just paint the picture like here's the harsh reality of taking it. If you want to and you're at that level where you're, it's the next step and you, you have your why identified, these are the things you should probably fucking do to make sure you don't fuck up yourself. Because at the end of the day, those listening to this podcast, Drew and I don't want to have to have somebody come to us and say, listen, Ryan, Drew, I took a 12-week cycle of tests followed by trend, whatever, and now my testosterone production's fucked. Well, now you're on TRT the rest of your life. We don't want that for you. If, it's gonna ha if you're going to do it, we want to try to like make sure you're doing it correctly, not like a fucking elementary idiot. Uh, and, and that way you can still live, hopefully, a healthy life while, you know, observing your gains you just made on your cycle. So um, I love this episode, man. This is our longest episode yet, but it was worth it. I think people are – when people see this pop up on their computers or on their iPhones or whatever the fuck they listen to this on, they're going to lose their shit, and they're going to be so excited to, to hear us talk about it since I get accused of using steroids daily, which is true. Again, I am on steroids, so nothing against that. Uh, parting words from the, from the vanilla gorilla, the, the three-inch penis vanilla gorilla. We actually fact-checked that. Apparently three centimeters. Gorillas yeah, apparently gorillas have a three-centimeter dick. Not bad. Hmm. Not bad. Thank you. <laughs> hey, man, it's about the most of the ocean. That's right. Anyway, with that being said, this has been an amazing episode. I was excited about it. I'm glad we got to hash it out. Once again, I know we're getting a lot of questions. So that's where the reviews and the re requests on the mailbag come in. What else do you want us to touch on? Because we could talk about this all day. Hopefully it was helpful. Hopefully it was insightful. Hopefully it got you like, holy shit, you learned something. So that's the whole point, to be entertaining, to call people dumb fucks out, and to keep it lively. Yeah, and then if you're a steroid dealer out there listening to this and you're probably thinking we just increased your sales, yeah, you're probably right. Enjoy that.